Welcome to You Need a Coach, Bitch. I'm your host, Chris Hale. I'm a certified life coach and coach instructor. I'm also a master dance educator and self-proclaimed Zenial Pop Diva. Every week, I bring you a conversation to help you harness your inner authority by popping the patriarchy and crafting the life of your dreams. Are you ready to unleash your inner creator? Let's go. Hey, bitches, what's up? I can't believe it's July. Like, where is this year going? I hope that you all have taken some time to process and hold space for yourself. I know that it's been so helpful for me to be focusing my energies on what fills me up and actually doing those things instead of just acknowledging what those things are and then putting them off. Like, I'm actually putting them on my calendar and prioritizing them. Because you know what? Like, I got to walk my own talk. Especially if I'm going to be able to show up and serve others in this moment. And if, like me, you are getting yourself out there and serving the world and offering value, one of the things that a lot of creatives um, have trouble with is selling and marketing. So today we're going to have a little chat about that. Um, And the reason this is so important to me is that while we talk about ways we can fight back, I truly believe that we can work within the system of capitalism that we exist in right now and gain power by creating wealth in our communities that we then invest back into those communities so that we lift each other up and facilitate change through the building and sharing of our wealth. I think this is one of the ways that we really take back our power. But a lot of us, me included, really need to unfuck our mindsets around a few things so that we are showing up aligned with that vision. So one of the main things I hear from people about selling is that they don't want to be salesy. But like, what the fuck does that actually even mean? We have to kind of break that down a bit. I want to offer that what doesn't feel good about sales most of the time is that all the marketing and selling that we see hinges on the basic premise that we are somehow broken and unworthy. And that if we just buy this thing that's being offered, that that like we'll be able to buy our worthiness or at least get enough of like a dopamine hit to keep us going until the next time we're feeling like shit about ourselves. So like we are connecting marketing with the idea that we're trying to manipulate people into buying things they do not need. And if this is how you are marketing to people, then yes, you may feel a bit slimy. But what if you could believe that people want what you have to offer? How would that change things for you about making that offer? The other thing that comes up a lot when creatives are asking for money for their work whether it be actual physical art or their expertise in the form of coaching or consulting, that they've not been able to detach themselves from their work. One of the thoughts I hear a lot is, I don't feel comfortable selling myself. Well, I have some good news for you. You are never selling yourself. Your art is not you. Your creations are not you. They're a snapshot of a moment of your creativity that once it's out of you is no longer a part of you. It exists literally outside of you. Therefore, it cannot be you. 
And this is kind of how I've always felt about my choreography. It's like once it's on the dancers, it belongs to them. They're the ones executing it. It's not mine anymore. I'm not doing it, right? So we work together to make it a, the best like melding and representation of the two of us, right? Like my, like the creativity that came through me um, and then the way that they want to express it. So yes, it was created by me originally, but it's not me anymore. And this is where worthiness comes in again, because I, I think like if I think I'm selling me, then it can seem like my worthiness hinges on whether other people want to buy me or not. But we are all worthy no matter what. And some people will resonate with your work and some will not. And if they don't, your worthiness is still intact. Now, if it's in the form of your expertise, then you're only ever selling people on their own results. You're offering them the ability to consider what is possible for them and saying you can help them get there. And again, the way you put yourself out there in the world will either click with people or it won't. But if you are still thinking that you need to convince people, then you're stuck in that trap of believing that you're selling people something they don't want and trying to force them to buy it. So once we've kind of like managed our minds around that, right? That like we're not trying to sell people or we're not trying to force people to buy and that we don't have to make them feel bad about themselves in order to buy. Like I don't have to like point out their lack, right? And sell them from like um, their pain points around scarcity, right? Then I can think about like the way I make offers, and when it comes to the way we make offers to people, we we have to consider that we are not the reference point for all people in the world. And there's two parts to this. The first is about our comfortability. The best example from my own life that I have is for when I was in real estate. So one of the ways my office taught us to get business was through cold calling. Literally, the idea of it makes me sick, but it's probably not for the reason you think. At the time, I had all like these thoughts about it being slimy and like, um, I don't want to bother people. I thought it like it's rude. I hate it when people cold call me. It's disruptive, blah, 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 right? But see, this was using myself as the reference point. And it was all bullshit because the reality was I am, was and am and always have been uncomfortable making phone calls. I don't like making calls. This has been a thing for me for like over 20 years of my life. Like this year alone, I have not made an appointment for a physical because I don't want to make the call. <laughs> I just can't like, I can't do it online because I want to see this new, this new doctor. And so I have to like actually call them. And I mean, technically I'm not due for another month, but still it's like, it's been on my mind. So I've been like agonizing over it. Or I called to make an appointment with someone, an osteopath that I want to see. And I got her voicemail. And so I left a message. Then she called me back. I haven't called her back. <laughs> like I could, I made the first call, but I can't make the second one. And that was like back in February. So I was not taking that into account when I was like making up all these stories about how rude it is and how, and like how annoying it is. Um, I was just using those excuses because I actually have a lot of shame around not being able to make sim what I would call, you know, simple phone calls. 
see how they're like not being willing to be honest with myself and tap into my own like self is then projecting into the world that like other people aren't going to receive this thing well because I'm uncomfortable around it. But I didn't do the work to actually scrutinize why I was uncomfortable or what was going on or acknowledge that it's just been a thing for me for my entire life. The other side of this reference point thing is that the way we like to be handled is not necessarily the way that other people want to be handled. So like when I walk into a store, I want the salesperson to leave me alone. If you talk to me, I might actually walk out. (laughs) But there are people that think this is amazing, right? They feel taken care of and they would say that the store is amazing service. And the same could be said for cold calling, Some people may be so grateful that another person called them and sought them out, especially if they were like me, right? That might be awesome for them because they would never have to be the one to make the call. So we never know how someone will receive us because we all have different thoughts about every circumstance. And just because you don't like to be addressed a certain way, right, doesn't mean someone else is going to have a problem with it. And This is so important when it comes to handling rejection, because no matter what, when you start offering stuff out there in the world, someone's going to say no. And I want to tell you that their no has nothing to do with you. When someone rejects you, they have just offered you information about them, not about you. This is so important because when you make it about you is when you start making up shit about them. And what I mean by that is when you make it mean something about you, you are usually not going to make it mean something awesome. (laughs) Remember, part of you still thinks that you are selling yourself. So part of your brain is going to think you did something wrong. You didn't sell to them properly. They think you were annoying. See, our brains immediately want to go to the manipulation mode and want to know what it was about the way the offer was presented was a problem so that we can solve that problem and never do it again because we don't like the way it feels when we get rejected. We go there, right, because it's it's maybe we're feeling embarrassed or defensive. Then because we don't want to feel those feelings, we start making stuff up about the other person. And this can be where all the like, they're not my people, BS comes in. Now, maybe they aren't. And if they're saying no, they're definitely not. But when it comes from like a defensive or embarrassed place that you're trying to like avoid, we are protecting ourselves from negative emotion. And the only way to learn from negative emotion is to feel it. So we can give them back their no. When you just let it be about them and take their words at face value without trying to pick anything apart, then you're free to focus on providing more value in the places where anything you offer is a hell yes. And the reason is because anything that you come up with as their reasons other than the words they said is just shit you made up. Which means, again, you are centering yourself in their no. The actions other people take cannot ever be about you. You do not make people act in any kind of way. So give them back their mind because you weren't actually reading it anyway. And you can just get back to focusing on yourself and doing your own work. Let their no be about them. Because they are also not the reference point for the rest of the world. If we give it back to them, we can just accept that for whatever reason, they didn't vibe with this offer and move on. Especially if you liked your way. This goes back to the cold calling. Some people might really enjoy receiving cold calls or emails. 
In my coaching community, there's a lot of talk about the best way to engage people. And I want to offer that anything you are hearing about the way to engage others is usually just the opinion of the person based on them centering themselves as the reference point. And that's 100% absolutely okay. This is all any of us are ever doing. It's a mix of how they want to be sold to and what has worked for them in selling to other people in a culmination to help you give you some ideas and inspiration. But you get to own your creative authority and decide if that is advice that resonates with you or not. You want to only show up on Instagram, even though someone else goes live on Facebook every week and they are making multiple six figures? That is so great for them. But you can get the same goal your own way. You can reach the same goal your own way. Do not make anyone else's words or example the laws that you live by. And this is another thing. On the flip side of this, we want to make sure we are not making their yes about us either. Their yes can't be the evidence that we are looking for to tell us we're doing a good job. Because then we become dependent on something outside of us to be the determiner And I want to always go internally to see if things are working or not. Especially at the beginning, most of the proof that things are in fact right on track are our emotions, right? We're learning how to better generate the feelings that are going to drive us to keep taking action to pursue our goals. When we become dependent on others to make us feel a certain way, it actually stalls our progress. Because if only yeses count, then when I get no's, I'm going to spend so much time in unproductive, indulgent emotions, not taking inspired action and focusing on the no. So there is a way to evaluate your progress and the way you made the offer, regardless of whether it was a yes or a no, that does not have you taking on other people's thoughts about you that frankly, you just made up in the first place. And that is to ask yourself how you were feeling when you made the offer. If you notice that you were feeling manipulative, then maybe you want to check that. Maybe you were having thoughts that came from a place of scarcity because you were focused on where you were lacking instead of where you were abundant. That's good to know. That might look like focusing on the bills you have coming up and thinking that you won't be able to pay them. So you need this yes. And that is probably not going to serve you, even if it's true. We don't care how true something is. We only care if it serves you. And it will only serve you if it creates a feeling that gets you moving toward your goal. So take your focus from finances and put it on something that makes you feel good. Like how much value you know is in the offer that you're providing. If you are excited to share and know it is valuable, you are more likely to continue to make offers to people. So check in with that and evaluate yourself from there. That information will be so much more useful than whether or not someone said yes or no. And then you have fun with it. How many no's can you actually collect, right? The more you offer, the better you get at practicing being in the energy state you want to be in while making offers. And then eventually the results that you have been tracking internally will start to show up and manifest in your physical world. So work with this reframe around what it means to sell and to market and stop believing 
that just because you're marketing and selling, that means you're doing something wrong or bad. Could you be trying to manipulate people? Yes. But really check in with where it's coming from. And that's going to be the indicator to you of whether or not you want to keep taking action from that place or not. Don't attach your worthiness to other people's reactions to you. And start evaluating yourself internally. How how are you feeling when you're showing up in the world? That's all for this week, friends. I hope you have a great week. If you are loving the podcast, it's time to put a ring on it. It would mean the world to me if you would do one or all of these things. First off, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts or all the places podcasts are available if you want to be extra. While you're there, giving a five-star rating and leaving a review would be epic. And lastly, spreading the love by sharing your favorite episode would be beyond. Thanks, love. We'll talk soon.